Let's visit the 90s all over again. Put on those hammer pants. This is Dope Nostalgia. Welcome to episode 89 of Dope Nostalgia. I'm your host, Naomi. I want to say um, I'm sorry I wasn't here last week. This is the first time we've had an episode break. Um, I had to take a brief one just due to um, some illness. I was a little bit spinny. I was going through a bout of vertigo. So I couldn't really do much editing and working on the show. I decided to take a week off. So thank you guys for being patient about that. And I'm back to normal, knock on wood. <laughs> Anyways... This episode 89 is really special to me. Uh, my good friend Amanda Knight from New Jersey. She is on what's called No More Games Radio. You can find them at nomoregamesradio.com. And it's an awesome 80s and 90s um, radio station that plays. It's very New Kids on the Block centric, but it also plays a lot of the biggest hits from that from those decades. Um, it's such a fun radio station, and you can find it on live365.com. And all the other links, once again, are at nomoregamesradio.com. She's my special guest. We're both talking about our very favorite boy band guy, Mr. Jordan Knight, um, who I fell in love with at the age of 12, I think, probably 11 or 12 when I started uh, becoming a new kids fan and still love him to this day. He's always been my favorite, always will be. But uh, we wanted to go into a deep dive into 1999 when Jordan put out his first solo album, his first comeback from the new kids on the block. And this album was called Jordan Knight. Here's a little more information on his solo career. Wikipedia moment. Jordan Nathaniel Marcel Knight was born on May 17, 1970, and is an American singer-songwriter. He was the lead singer of the boy band New Kids on the Block, who rose to fame in the 1980s and 1990s, using a falsetto style of singing influenced by the stylistics. After New Kids on the Block split in 1994, he launched a solo career in 1999. Knight's first solo album and his latest solo album released in 2011 reached the top 50 on the U.S. Billboard 200. As of 2011, he released four top 40 singles, the best known being this one, Give It To You, in 1999. Jordan has released three solo albums, one remix album, and one EP. And on May 31st, 2011, Knight released the studio album Unfinished. Jordan has sold over 1.5 million records worldwide as a solo artist. And in 2015, Boston City Council declared February 7th Jordan Night Day. Please welcome my friend Amanda to the show while we talk about all things Jordan Night. I haven't been Zooming as much of late. Now there's that new fun message. Yes. Oh, and I have to consent. So I get, <laughs> I get a mess, a pop-up that says you're consenting to being recorded. Yes. And I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy I've been waiting for this chat because I think that you are the perfect person to talk to about our favorite new kid on the block. And before we get into the episode, I want you to tell people about how No More Games Radio got started and what it's all about so that they can find your, uh, your station. Sure. Um, so you want me to tell you the real story? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so... No More Games Radio is a station that we started because we were tired of, you know, not hearing the songs we wanted to hear 
on terrestrial radio or even on um, XM radio, you know, um, Sirius XM or, or any of the satellite stations. Although now Sirius has a boy band channel that you can only access through their app. It, this is not a commercial for them. Um, <laughs> it, it's more like I want to go work for them. But um, so we got together a group of fans and we figured out how to make our own radio station. And that's what we did. And so um, we taught ourselves production, editing, mixing. We taught ourselves, you know, about all the different softwares that we have to use to make it happen. Um, and I, you know, I'm not, I went to school for musical theater, a, a techie I'm not. So oh, cool. it was very interesting to kind of get all of these minds together. And we, we each have our little we call it our superpowers. Mm -hmm. So one person's really good at the social media and one person's really good at the technical aspect of things. And one person is really good at the, you know, voiceover work or the editing or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, so that's, I mean, really, that's basically it. We just, we saw need and it, you know, this was obviously we've been doing it a while. I've been doing it since 2009 on and off. So that like kind of predated Spotify and, you know, Pandora and all of these in, uh, instant gratification, you know, music platforms where you could just say, oh, I really want to hear, you know, Please Don't Go Girl by New Kids on the Block. Mm -hmm. You could just go to Spotify and play it. Um, so we, we predated that in, um, when I first started. Um, and so now we are in competition with the on-demand stations. So go check us out at nomoregamesradio.com. And um, yeah, we just, we love to do it. We love the music. We love interacting with the fans. We love, you know, interacting with the guys on social media, if they interact mm -hmm. with us. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a good time. It's a great way to have a creative outlet. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and you're very good at it. You, you've got that DJ voice and everything. And not only that, you guys Thank got you. <laughs> you guys also have some really cool um, shows, you know, Thank like you. DJ Bethy and. Oh, yes. We love. Um, we try to put out unique content. We try to put out content that would make people want to listen to us as opposed to just going to, you know, their Spotify and KOTB playlist or their boy band playlist or whatever the case may be. Nostalgia, mm -hmm. 90s, R&B, throwback. Um, we do it all. So but we but we try to create really unique content so that people want to hear us. They want to hear mm -hmm. what we have to say. They want to hear um what we're doing, what we're up to, and, you know, generally just the silliness <laughs> that we come up with. Um, we try to make it fun. So yeah, we have special shows. We have um, a talk show, Are You Down?, which is like a rundown of everything Block Nation. Um, we have uh, power hours where we have special guests come in and give us um, their songs that they they love a special playlist that they've curated specially for us and <clears throat> we have to get you on there soon uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, i look forward to that yeah and that's so much fun um we have a special um series of interviews coming up um that we are gonna roll out at around our six month anniversary but we've been working towards um doing this particular 
series. Um, we've been working on it all summer and we've been talking to some really amazing people. Um, so that's kind of fun too. Takes you out of the everyday and like makes you kind of, you know, for a second, it's like, oh my gosh, is this my real life? Um, ah. I'm talking to so-and-so or the, you know, and, uh, and yeah, like I said, we, we, we just try to create fun and unique content because we have to have, you know, we want to give people a reason to come and check us out. Yes. So, yeah. Good. You we'll know, make sure it's not easy, the, but. <laughs> we'll be dropping all the links so people who oh. haven't had a chance to come here to the station can do that. Beautiful. Thank yes. you. Okay. So like I said earlier, when I wanted to do an episode about what Jordan was doing in the 90s, I'm like, I have to have an episode with you because we have so many stories that we can share together. I'm sure oh some gosh. of the people have heard some of my stories on this podcast already, but it's it's going to be really fun. Um, I love me some Jordan. <laughs> I have to get this out of the way right off the bat. Yeah. Jordan Knight is the, probably the most handsome man on earth to me. Hottest, hottest man ever. Um, <laughs> aside from, like, I'm sorry, LL Cool J, like, you're hot too. Uh-huh. You're super hot. Um you know, uh, Bradley Cooper, don't feel bad. You, you, you're, you're up there, but, yes. but Jordan's definitely got something special and he always has, mm-hmm. he always has, even when back in the day when he had the chipmunk teeth and the, you know, rat tail. And I love those clear braces on him. Mm. Oh yeah. Something that was a good era. That was um, a very good era. He just ha- always, to me, had like this soulful look in his eyes and that voice, and he was just like smooth as silk. And I was sold from from minute one. I was sold. There was something deep about him. You always felt like there was something going on behind his eyes that was like, <laughs> right, right. But you know, not he's quiet. He's quiet in general. Yes, he has he- something to say. It's it's important. No, he, you're right. He's like, um, I don't know if you are a fan of Kevin Smith movies, um, but he's like the silent Bob of the yeah. new kids. He doesn't say much, but when he does, it's, it's impactful. So I feel like though, when Donnie's not there, he's well, technically, cause we know that Donnie is captain. Oh yeah. Uh, at least every NKOGB fan understands that. Oh, yeah. Gordon is called the commander, mm-hmm. like the silent leader. Yep, he's just, yeah, he's like the second in charge, um, and he'll do it if he has to. That's what I feel like. <laughs> if pressed, he'll take he'll take charge. But um, but it's funny because on stage, I feel like I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like Jordan is in charge on stage, mm-hmm. and I've always felt that way. Even though they always claim that there's no like lead singer, that they're all you know. There's they, definitely a lead singer, and it's Jordan. <laughs> they claim that, but almost everywhere you see any article about him in the media mm-hmm. or whatever, they say lead singer Jordan Knight. Right. Yeah. I don't know how Joe feels about that, but. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They do kind of uh, split it up nicely. Um, yeah. And then Donnie kind of throws in his two cents every once in a while, which I thoroughly enjoy as well. But but yeah, yes. I feel like on stage, Jordan's always the one in charge. Mm-hmm. He runs the show. He really is the show. Um, and the rest of the guys just have to try and keep up. <laughs> um, but it was the 90s was an interesting time for, first of all, for new kids, because yeah. like, Aww. I... The I don't know. Kids. I have regrets about 94. Let me tell you, because I yeah. feel like I was, 
I was falling off the wagon, but at the same time, I was still caring what was going on because you I, build up that emotional connection with this group. You can't just suddenly not love them anymore. Well, that's so true. I definitely like, I remember just feeling like, why, why? Like maybe it's time boys. Like, and it broke my heart to, to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in 1994, like I, I have to admit I was in my Doc Martens and my flannel listening to Pearl Jam, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I had kind of let my love for them fall by the wayside just a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I felt like, oh God, maybe you guys really need to throw in the towel. Um, so yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I felt a little disloyal to them. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think that that's something we could have really helped because I think it's just a natural cycle of us growing up and mm-hmm. trying new things and it wasn't anything against them. I mean, right. you have the problem in, with, especially with boys where they would always be making fun of the new kids, right? Always. But, but there was always- They were just jealous. They're still there in in the heart. They just got really pushed back while we were doing other stuff. I remember going to a sleepover at a girl's house in 95, 95 or late 94. Okay. And nobody at school talked about them anymore. There was, that was just not happening. But when we went into her room, her picture, her posters of Joe were still on her wall. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know? I hear you. Yeah. You, I mean, it, it, when you're a diehard, it really, um, it takes a lot, a lot for you to, I think, pack it away. I, I remember, I think I was well into high school. I, I think I'm a little bit older than you. Um, I was well into high school when I finally did pack up all of my memorabilia, all of my new kids stuff and say, okay, maybe it's time. You guys mm-hmm. have to go in the closet now um, <laughs> mm-hmm. in storage. You're going into storage now. But um but I always had, I always had my pillowcase. I even took my pillowcase with me to college and I was in, so in 1995, when you were going to a sleepover, I was in college. And I remember thinking, I don't even care. Let somebody say something to me, let them say it, because guess what? I'm going to sleep on the Jordan side of the pillowcase. Fight me, (laughs) (laughs) fight me. Um, So yeah, like, old habits definitely die hard and I couldn't get I couldn't give them up I couldn't give that one little thing up and I still have it obviously I still have I'm my so case. glad you still have it of course but yeah, yeah I definitely took it to college with me I, I didn't keep anything which I regret but uh I mean when the reunion happens I was on it I was there I was ready for it I yeah I, I didn't I just, couldn't even believe it a happy time yeah I couldn't even, I remember I, I heard like the teaser on the, the channel four news here in New Jersey in that, that morning. And I thought, no, 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 no. Don't even, don't mess with me like that. And I was literally thrown back into it in like one second. Mm-hmm. When I heard it was happening, I was a hundred percent there. Just like you said, I was 150% there and like a thousand dollars there too. Yep. <laughs> Did, take my money. <laughs> did you go to the Today Show when they came back? So I did not go to the Today Show. I wish, in retrospect, I wish that I had. Um, but I watched it from, you know, I, I was late to work that morning um, mm-hmm. because I was watching it. Try, t- try explaining that to your boss. Um, I'm going to be late today because I have to see my favorite boy band <laughs> on the news. Um, 
and then I, and, and subsequently I have been to the Today Show because a good friend of mine works uh, at 30 Rock for MSNBC. So she's able to get us like little passes. Shout out to Dory. Nice. Um, and that happened to me though. One time I was, um, I was at the Today Show and I had told my boss I was going to be late to work and, um, and they saw me on TV. <laughs> <laughs> they saw me on TV in the waiting room and they were like, oh, no wonder she's going to be late. Um, but I didn't go, but I, but it didn't, not, for, not because I didn't want to be there. It just didn't work out for me at that time. Yeah. For those who don't know, you're a Jersey girl. I am a Jersey girl. So bon Jovi all the way. Oh yes. My other love. See <laughs> me too. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've always, everybody knows how obsessed I am with Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we, I feel like most of these podcast episodes are about either new kids or Bon Jovi. Like seriously. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Oh wait, I can say damn, right? You can say whatever. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. Um, awesome. <laughs> but there's, so there's this gap. There's this gap between around 94 to 99 where mm-hmm. nobody knew what they were really doing. We knew Donnie was doing some acting. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was uh, that like, what was that movie? Ransom that he was in. Mm-hmm. And he had he's- like that little thin mustache and like his little chin strap. <laughs> he was, he was doing that. And I think he was, wasn't that when the sixth sense was too? During that time? I think you're right. Yep. I think I you're right. I remember watching that. I seen Late him 90s. Like- Seeing him in that role, I was just like in shock. <laughs> I went with my friend who was also a blockhead and we were watching the movie and we knew he was in it, but I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue. I'll let you fix that Cut. if you want. Cut. Um, son of a bitch. <laughs> this is how ghetto I am. I love it's like this. scotch taped to my fucking wall. Well, you don't want to put a nail in there probably. There you oh, go. for God's sakes. Okay, so where were we? Um, We're talking about oh, Sixth, Sixth Sense. Sense. Yeah. So we knew he was in the movie. I didn't know what part he played. I had no clue. And I remember seeing him. And for a brief second, I was like, but I, his eyes, you know, his eyes give him away. Yeah. And I said to my girlfriend, I was like, that's Donnie. And she's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, yes, it is. Look at his eyes. And she was like, oh, my god like you couldn't believe that it was him what a physical transformation he made to be in that movie it was like looking at a different person Mm -hmm. um but he really was such a pivotal character in that movie it was amazing it was awesome to see him in that you know in that genre you know mark is the same kind of um character where he will physically transform himself for a role as well oh yes um, I think he's done that recently. I just, I, you're absolutely right. I saw a picture of him on um, Instagram, I think. Uh, he had put put on some weight, quite a bit of weight, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked a little pudgy. <laughs> but I still wouldn't kick him out of bed. <laughs> he'll still be up at 4 a.m. working out. He'll be exactly. Fine. Exactly. That's got to be hard on the system. I mean, yeah. it's we know it's easier for men to lose weight just simply because. Mm-hmm. Um but that's got to be, that's got to be tough. But, you know, we know Mark is like so into fitness and he has his like supplement company and all of that stuff. So I'm sure he's doing it very, very um, intelligently and smartly and in a healthful way. Absolutely. (laughs) I know. I always love following his socials, but. um... I do too. 
he's hot too. Like, I mean, come <laughs> on, let's just, let's just put it out there. I still consider he's him hot. in the, in, in our boys. He's one of our boys. Yeah. I, I've, yeah, I feel that way a little bit, you know, he's, and, and I especially loved it when he, um, when he introduced them at the Fenway show in 2015. And, you know, I always feel like Mark Wahlberg is like, he's a multimillionaire. He owns like half of HBO. He's, you know, you don't, we have no clue all of the plates he's got spinning in the air. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like if you were, if it wasn't for Donnie, you'd still be hustling on the street. You'd you'd probably Mm -hmm. be, you know, in jail who knows where you would be but you certainly wouldn't be here Mm -hmm. and so when he came out to introduce them at Fenway and he's you know he kind of said that he kind of you know thanked his brother for you know pulling him out of out of Mm. jail and um and he said he would not have the life that he has now if it weren't for Donnie and so I was like good good that's right you thank him I'm so glad you recognized that Mark (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you and all your money yeah right exactly I love, it. I love it so funny I know that Jordan has said that in that time he was you know just trying to live normal again for a while he's mm-hmm. also said that uh he wanted to start getting back into performing near the end of that time and he was going to piano bars and kind of trying to be incognito oh yeah I would I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see him go to a piano bar Mm-hmm. and just play like I have had a couple of instances where I've been lucky enough to talk to him and I I've said that to him a few times I'm like Jordan why don't you just like just come out with a piano and just play just mm-hmm. that's what we want to hear mm-hmm. the Jordan girls that's what we're here for we're here for you and the piano and I, I remember yeah one time he I think when after unfinished came out he had posted a video of him playing the song inside from unfinished on the <gasps> piano in like a hotel room or something like that and I dm'd him immediately I was like that's what I'm talking about do that go on a tour and just do that because it would be phenomenal mm-hmm. I think that's what I love him for I mean I a all lot the of people don't even realize how good he is at playing the piano and that's uh he doesn't do it enough that people really understand that because you're, they're just pro- you're probably at them, right they're just looking at oh well boy bands don't play instruments this is like the general populace thought process <laughs> right right so it would be good for him to even just decide hey maybe i'll maybe a piano tour like you said something like that something like that we would all really be in for it because he even I barely would... i've only seen him solo tour once and it was the fix and he didn't even really oh wow that's the story I'm going to be telling you. Um, but uh, I was kind of drunk that night, but I don't think. <laughs> well, if it was during the fix, he probably was too. <laughs> there's, a po- there's a possibility. Um, mm. He was really sick that night. Really? Yeah, he had the flu. Oh, there's no. A video, there's a video of um, that n- night vision on YouTube. Oh, yes. In mm-hmm. that time period mm-hmm. where it shows him getting up in the morning to go to Calgary or something like that. Oh, Edmonton and Calgary are like in Alberta, like they're the two cities. If someone's touring, they're going to one, then the other, they're three hours apart. Okay. In Canada, that that's, that's close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, his, I think his Chad was his tour manager. Oh yeah. And, I and remember he, him. And he films him in the morning. And he's like, I'm not good. He's just like, they said someone's <laughs> been throwing up all night. And Oh so. boy. 
Yeah, he, oh, Jordy. He was, he was having a rough night that night, but oh. he, was, he didn't get sick on stage or anything. Like, you wouldn't have been able to tell. Well, that's good. The show must go on. He is a consummate performer. Yeah. But, yeah. E- and even in those days when it was, you know, playing small clubs to, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of chicks. <laughs> he, you know, he was still a consummate performer. I, I saw him in, I think, t- I want to say 2001 or 2002. I don't know what tour it was, mm-hmm. but it was definitely just him and, and like a Casio keyboard. And he was playing at a club in the, um, on the Jersey shore at the mm. beach in January. <laughs> so oh. it was like definitely nobody there. It was off season and the tickets were like, I think $18 or something like that. And he walked through the crowd carrying his keyboard to the stage. Like that's how, that's how like low maintenance this show was, we'll say. Yeah. But he still got up there and he put on an amazing show. He, he was so he's so talented and I think when you're a true talent and you really have you know the chops then it it doesn't matter the circumstances if you're mm-hmm. performing you know you're going to pull it off pull it off so whether you've got the flu or whether you're performing at a pizza place in January down the shore with you know 20 people there he, he made it the best show that he could and that's you know absolutely that's something that they learned I think probably from like Maurice, yep. you know, and, and very early on, they, they learned how to be true entertainers and not just singers, you know? I think it's the measure of uh, whether someone has talent. Can you literally sit there with your instruments and your voice and entertain people? Mm-hmm. It has to boil down to like the, the bones, the roots. And if you can do that, there you go. And yeah. he proved he could do that. Yeah. I don't think, it, I, I'm wondering if that was a time that was, we all know he was going through things and yes, he's, he's it was definitely, he was too much. yes. In retrospect, um, that was definitely during that time. Yeah. Definitely. Um, he even like physically, he, he looked different, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you could. I didn't obviously didn't know at the time what what he was going through but but looking back on it and I have a picture very similar to yours hanging behind you of he and I from that show Um, um, but he signed it you know to Amanda love JK Mm -hmm. and I just thought I was gonna die the 11 year old girl in me was like no way (laughs) no way (laughs) yeah this is yeah I'm here I'm here with you on this one because this one is like my, oh. my, and oh. you know what got me? If I remember this correctly, oh I remember God, I love it. he didn't even ask me how to spell my name. No one ever spells my name right, and he did. That is so amazing, and that's so funny that you say that because I had a similar experience when he released "Let's Go Higher," um, the single. He was doing an interview that day in, in Manhattan, in New York City, for a radio station with Cubby, Paul Cubby Bryant, who's like oh, a yeah. DJ, a well-known DJ. And, um, and I had won a contest to go and see this interview. And he was signing 
posters of let's go higher. And when I went up to have it signed, like he didn't ask, he didn't even ask me my name. He just signed it to Amanda. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the spins. Cause I was playing, you know, we were, Aww. I was DJing his music at that time. Love Jordan. And, and I remember thinking the same thing. He didn't even ask me my name. He didn't even ask me my name. He obviously, he, he knows who I am. It's like that. It's like that. Get that's amazing. Him that says, "I know your name." That, <laughs> that's how I felt. You didn't have it, to wear the necklace with your name I, on it. He just I didn't. Nope, I didn't need the nameplate at all. He knew it, and that was a that was a crazy, crazy feeling. No kidding, right? At that point, you're like, I think we have a thing. <laughs> yeah, I think we're BFFs. We are BFFs now. <laughs> totally, but totally, totally. Yeah, no, it was definitely like we, he didn't know me from a hole in the wall, but I was just impressed that he could spell my name when I told it to him. And um, which is great because we know his spelling is not his strong suit, <laughs> like simply from <laughs> some of his posts. I love you, Jordan. I just, I, I would bust, I would say that to his face. So <laughs> I'm a ball buster and I, and he's no exception. No, I would. Actually, I was going to tell you, in one of the best parts about talking to you is we both have so many stories. Oh, yeah. Um, where you oh, yeah, have, we're you, you we're have supposed more, to be talking about the album, though, aren't we? <laughs> we're supposed to, it doesn't I'm sorry. matter. We'll get there. I have everything like written down. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> um, I do. I'm going way back on this one, but I rem I always forget to tell people this. I had a little girl band with my <gasps> friends when we were growing up called New yes. Release. And this is during the new kids' big hot phase. This is like 89, 90. Okay. And we wrote a song called Jordan. <gasps> Can you sing and it? I can sing it, but it was funny because I totally, we never, we actually took it to a studio, a friend's studio and recorded it, but we never found that tape again. Oh, my I remember goodness. it. I remember it. Come on, give me a little bit. Give me 16 okay. bars. No, I got to start this at a lower um, range because- <laughs> I used to be like, ah! No, yeah. no, I got Love never fades away. Just as long as you don't leave my arms today. My thoughts for you are strong. That maybe one day love will find its way back in your heart. I'm not asking the world of you. Don't give your heart away to someone new. No, boy. Stay here with me and never leave my side for all eternity. It was love and I'm thinking of you, Jordan. Every single thing of my life. Like, it was like, oh my God. And that's the chorus. I want to buy the single right this we minute. Were, <laughs> well, I, we were like, what? 12, 11 or 12 when we wrote that. So that's that. literally one of the very first songs that I wrote. But and it was told called anybody that, Jordan. I've told oh, anybody that I I feel honored. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing. Thank you. You're so cool. You're you are an amazing singer. People gotta check you out on your TikTok. They Just can go extra. they can go and look at YouTube and see me singing to Jordan at Jordan Idol when he yes. did that contest. And he said I was the real deal. And again, I wanted to like pinch myself because I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But you can go to my TikTok too. I sing all kinds of stupid stuff on there. <laughs> I'm going to share the link to your YouTube performance on sure. our socials and like on, 
because we have like a featured guest playlist. Oh, cool, cool. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. Fantastic. That was a lot of fun. I I wasn't sure that I was even going to sing that day. And I'm really glad that I did because then it, it kind of led to this, I wouldn't call it, I call it a friendship because I'm a fan. Um, but, you know, like we were talking a little bit about the difference between Jordan and Donnie and Donnie knows like thousands and thousands of fans by name, by face, he knows them mm-hmm. and Jordan, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was lucky enough, I guess, to stick out in his mind because of that experience at Jordan Idol. And, um, and it led to us, you know, kind of having a little bit of a friendship. So um, what happened first? Is that the, that's not the first time he called, he knew your name after that, or was it before? It was that? after that. Yeah, no, it was okay. after that for sure. Um, that was in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time I uh, met him was in 1999 when he released the, um, the solo album, Jordan Knight, and he did a CD signing in Manhattan. And that was the first time I met him. And that was crazy. And then again, in like 2000 when he played at the pizza place and um I was like oh Jordan 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 that's a good segue into 99 yeah see look at that yeah awesome because that's where we were ultimately headed and the album the solo album the first one where he's back Mm. on the scene Mm, like a sex machine (laughs) I just remember (laughs) all of a sudden I was ignited again I'm like I'm like he's back yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. He's back. He, he's back. He was looking good. Oh, he, he was, was like so looking good. So fly. He got rid of that. He got rid of that Caesar hair hairdo from Face the Music. And the, the Caesar had to go. Yeah, it was it was done. He was back to looking like his normal, delicious self. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I felt the same. I was like, yes, my yeah. favorite of all the all the kids. And he's back. I mean, Joey, you know, he dabbled as well. Mm-hmm. Love you, Joey. But but Jordan was it. And I was very, very excited as well. I love I love Joey's solo album. I bought it too. I love oh, it. Yeah. But, but Jordan, I'm all for Jordan at all yeah. times. So listen, um. Jordan, Joey's <laughs> Joey's amazing. And his eyes are like tractor beams. But mm. Jordan, you know, he's the one that makes me feel the feels. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. He's the yep. one that he- makes me feel the feels. What did one reporter say that they basically were the onset of puberty for many girls? Yes. Yeah. But I don't, I, I, I think that that says a lot or, or has a lot rather to do with um, the fact that they were so successful coming back in 20, in 2008, mm-hmm. because, because they were such an integral part of our growing up years, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if the Goo Goo Dolls came and did a concert in my town. I would, no offense to the Goo Goo Dolls, but I wouldn't be like, yes, I must go. I will sell all my possessions and my kidney to get there. Yeah. Because it wasn't at that time in my life. No. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I think that maybe, I don't know if you call it a sexual awakening or, or whatever you want to call it, but like. I have a friend who actually said to Jordan in in a meet and greet, you were my first sex dream. <laughs> and you know what he said? He said, was I good? <laughs> oh, I but, love that. 
but I think I think that that has a little bit to do with their success is that they were they were such an important part of our lives at such a pivotal part of our lives mm-hmm. um, that we couldn't we couldn't wait to revisit that. Yep. Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, what's up? It's DJ AK, the Amanda Knight from No More Games Radio. Check us out at nomoregamesradio.com and keep listening to my favorite girl, Naomi, on the most excellent 90s podcast, Dope Nostalgia. Ever watch a movie so bad that it made you laugh? We have, and that's what we enjoy at End of the Real. We're just two brothers doing a podcast about bad movies. Sometimes the movie will leave you in tears from laughter, other times pain. From classics like The Room, Troll 2, and B-Movie, bad movies are here to stay. Check us out at endoftherreal.com. When you have the real stuff, you've got the right stuff. They've got it down when it comes to rock. They're the one and only new kids on the block. Saturday mornings. We have a holiday treat, especially for you. From all of us to all of you. Join us for the New Kids on the Block Christmas special. Next Friday at 9, 8 central. Next Friday, Disney's newest studios host America's hottest band. This is definitely the place and definitely the night. And you can watch their wildest fantasies come true. New Kids on the Block at Disney MGM Studios following Full House next Friday. It was a little more grown up. So by the time I'm, when this album came out, I was 20, I think. And when when the solo album came when out, Jordan Knight came out, yeah, yeah. So okay, so yeah, it was um, a little bit different, <laughs> a lot different because we could, you know, we could make the decisions for ourselves on like how to get to see him, how, you know, how to yeah. how much money we were going to spend, <laughs> what we had money we to spend, go to right, right, yeah. I was a little bit older than you. I was twenty two, and. Um, I remember thinking I'm going to get that album and nothing's going to stop me. And he was doing a signing in Manhattan and I had never driven into the city by myself before. I'd always taken mass transit or taken the train or, you know, been with was somebody else who was driving. Manhattan? Oh that yeah. Seems, that for, seems scary. It was super scary. And I did it the very first time I ever did it in my entire life was to go see Jordan Knight. Wow. I'd, I had to, I like asked people that I knew for advice. I'm like, what should I do? Where do I go? How do I park? What, you know, because it is, it's aggressive to drive in the city, mm-hmm. in a city, any city, but in a city like Manhattan, it's crazy. It's just like what you see in the movies. Nobody cares. And everybody is flipping each other off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, re- I remember specifically saying, I called my aunt who I love dearly and she is a music lover and she used to follow around the Grateful Dead Mm. back in the day. So we have a deadhead and a blockhead in our family. (laughs) And I said to her, I said, I really want to go and do this, but I don't want to let my fear of driving into the city by myself. I don't want to let that stop me. So if you were me, what would you do? And she's like, I would go and this is exactly what I would do. And she like gave me the route to drive. She told me exactly where to park. She told me what to do. And I was like, yes, I'm doing it. And I did it. Thanks Jordan. And now I drive in the city all the time. It's like, you just don't even look, you just kind of go and hope you don't get hit. But yeah, (laughs) do 
people but, just honk at each other just to let you know that, that they're there? Because no. that's what it felt like when I was there. I was like, you're just honking. Why are you honking? What is there to be honking about? Right, exactly. They're just honking to be a dick. They're not, they don't, they, they don't necessarily care that you know they're there because they're just going to barrel through anyway. But, but yeah, I remember thinking to myself, I'm not, nothing is going to stop me mm-hmm. from getting this CD and seeing him and having him sign it. And that's what happened. <laughs> so what was that first time? This is the first time you've met him. This was the first time I ever met him. It was the first time I ever met any of them. Mm-hmm. And I waited online. I remember, so there was a store in Manhattan that was called the Virgin Megastore, uh, which is since out of business. Um, and the line like wrapped around the building and like halfway down the block. And a New York City block is, is you know, quite long. Yeah. And so I think I waited online for about five hours um, Mm. to see him. And I had like a bag of stuff with me, a bag of like memorabilia. I didn't know what it was going to be like. And so I didn't know if I was going to have a chance to like have an actual conversation with him. Could I whip out my, you know, new kids on the block, Lynn Goldsmith book and have him sign something in that, like, (laughs) right. I had that in my bag. I had like this is so embarrassing, but I used to wear like, God, I had like a hair extension that was like a long braid that I would like tie, like put into the back of my hair and like wear like a rat tail. Yes. I had that in the bag. I was like, how how embarrassing are we going to get? Um, so I had like this bag full of tricks with me that I was like, if I get the opportunity, I'm going to show him. And then of course, five hours later, it's like, two seconds boom 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 and um but I I do I vividly remember that when I stepped up to the podium where he was sitting he stopped for a second and took a drink from his bottle of water and I was like oh my god that is like (laughs) the sexiest thing I've ever seen (laughs) drink that pollen spring um it was so yeah I like I could see I can see his Adam's apple in my mind's eye like swallowing that water but and and he said what's your name and because he was signing the cds and I for a second I forgot I forgot my name I was like holy shit um that's Jordan Knight I know I was like um 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 it's Amanda and he was like okay Amanda okay and and then he you know he signed it and he handed it to me and I had to move along and this was like you know I had like an uh, instant um, camera from the drugstore because I didn't have like there was there was no digital camera at that time not quite we weren't and quite there yet I hadn't even I was so enthralled that I hadn't even like thought to take a picture of him and so uh, <laughs> I have like four pictures from that day and I I they're in my storage uh, unit I should go and pull them out and send them to you yeah and they are all in, you know, in succession, him getting tinier and tinier as I'm now going up the escalator to, to exit the store. And I'm taking these pictures as I'm going up um, because I forgot. I forgot to take them. I was so, I, I was so a fluster mm-hmm. that I forgot. But, the, and it's funny because he gets tinier and tinier <laughs> in the pictures. It's so funny. I do. I want to see these. You can make yes. like a little flip book. I know (laughs) yeah it looks like he's like moving it it was it was crazy and I remember like floating on air after that and thinking 
my like dreams just came true. My childhood dreams just mm-hmm. came true. I have been in his presence. Yes, he saw me. He yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely I never ever thought anything like that would happen. Mm-hmm. And then to and then fast forward another decade or two and and it's like holy shit. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. BFFs. I wouldn't say that. Um but for a while there it was it was a lot of fun because anytime I went to an event and there were a ton of events at that time um he recognized me and like as much as we blockheads say that that doesn't matter or make us feel good that's bullshit Mm -hmm. because of course you want them to know who you are yeah of course you do that's part of the fun of it yes so yeah so yeah he's a babe He's magically babelicious. <laughs> um, I would imagine that every single time though that would happen where they like say your name and you're just it's gonna be like that same thrilling feeling, I'm sure. That yeah, I I'm still in your mind. That's amazing. Like it's, it's thousands of girls or people, like it's incredible. Yes, and I and I feel like like I was saying before with Jordan, it's almost extra special because he's so like aloof as people would say or you know he's very quiet Mm. he keeps to himself you never know what you're going to get in a meet and greet like he's kind of hit or miss Mm -hmm. um donnie knows his fans joey knows some of his fans you know jordan's not usually the one to be pointing people out by name and so i felt like very like very very special for Mm -hmm. a brief moment there um that he recognized me now I'm, I have a meet and greet next week in Fenway and I'm like do I introduce myself <laughs> do I like remind him oh I'm Amanda Knight from Tornado like remember me I don't um, think there's a problem with doing that in fact I think that's better than just assuming right you know Even, right. and then he'll be like I know your name yeah <laughs> that's what's gonna happen I hope so I was I would I would be so so thrilled mm-hmm. but if he you know if he doesn't remember me that's fine too i i remember him and and that's what's important i'm excited for you guys next week oh i, I know i know i can't wait i i um literally started packing this morning and it's obscene i don't not to go off on a tangent but i'm like an overpacker <laughs> so I'll literally be there for two nights and I have about like 17 costume changes. Like I'm hosting yes. the Oscars or something, you yes. know, like what the hell? That's Just amazing. bring like two pairs of shorts, a t-shirt and some clean underwear, like whatever. But, you know. Clean underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, because we, I record this so far in advance that what we're referring to is that next week, the new kids on the block do their show at Fenway Park. Fenway Park. And uh, so this will nice. be airing like a fair Way bit after. after. Yeah. But um, by then we'll know what have, has gone down. Yes, night. that's true. We might have to do an addendum. I can come on and be like, he did in fact remember me or no, he did not. <laughs> we can have a recap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh my gosh. I, I know, you know, one of the best parts of podcasting is the conversations. You get sidetracked very easily. I know, I know. I love it. That means it's going awesome. So 
we were talking about the album Jordan Night, and the thing was is that Jordan always had an R and B flavor to him. He mm. was always so the fact that he is working with heavyweights on this album, like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yes. Like yeah. he, he was pretty set up there for success with this one. I I feel like, yes, he was he like was so lucky to work with people like that um who are absolute legends Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the industry um and I feel like this album was so not like such a huge departure from what we were used to hearing but in a way like you said before it was grown up or like they were saying back in 2008 grown and sexy Mm -hmm. you know and I don't I I just feel like the timing was so bad Mm -hmm for them because of you know the advent of of the grunge you know movement Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and like it kind of didn't allow for Jordan or Joey um to I think have as successful of a solo career as they might have been able to have 10 years later if they were a Justin Timberlake you know yeah um the timing because was completely different. The timing was so terrible because I feel like it, it, you know, kind of delegitimized them as artists because they became so uncool in mm-hmm. the, in the, you know, as grunge and rock and all of this stuff was t- now taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it became okay again to be a boy bander in the days of Backstreet and in sync and 98 degrees and all of that stuff, um, then it was okay for them to go on and have a solo career and they could still be cool. You I think know? it was very smart of them to come back when they did. I think it was genius. I think yeah. it was absolute genius. I th- and I think they started a trend in the industry because now everywhere you look, you see a nostalgia act. Everywhere mm-hmm. you look, they, I've, I've heard this term retromania that we're obsessed. We're obsessed with nostalgia mm-hmm. and it's true. And I really feel like Donnie is so smart. He's such a smart businessman. Mm -hmm. And I think when they started bringing other acts into the fold, like when they added, you know, um, 98 degrees and boys to men to the, to the, you know, roster Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, I think it sparked, you know, all of these other acts Mm -hmm. to say well hey if they're you know if they're doing it why can't we and I really feel like it was the beginning of all of this retro mania so to speak it was a very smart move on their decision to tour with all the acts that they chose Mm -hmm. and and just like oh man Paula Paula's a freaking legend Paula um she's awesome I was lucky enough to have Vin Rock on the show Oh, I love Vinny. And he's a Jersey he, boy. Yes. Yes. Orange. And he was yep. like, and he was just like really, um, really happy to uh, talk about the music tour and all of that. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It yes. Was cool. Yes. We're, we're looking forward to, um, to talking to him as well. And I have a ton of questions to ask him, but yeah, they were, and that mixtape tour was I mean, we could talk about it all day. It was so well put together. The acts, you know, 
it was perfect. It it was perfect with with Debbie and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Then you had like a little something for the the hip hop heads with with Salt and Pepper and of course Naughty, and it was just I don't know. It was like a match made in heaven. All those people together. I wish they'd made a live video release of the whole thing for those of us who didn't uh, have the tour come to our city. Mm -hmm. It would have been really cool to see. I've watched a lot of people's YouTube videos. Yeah. Doesn't give you quite the same feel, but uh, my favorite is the the intro with the Siri. Siri Oh, talking and saying, (laughs) yes, you'd like the directions to Jordan Knight's bedroom. Yep. I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) Yes, I would. (laughs) It's in the attic. We know it's in the attic. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really funny. When we look back to this album, the uh, I, what would you say would be like your top three songs off of it? So my top song for sure is the very last track on the album, "When You're Lonely," and oh. yeah, I I don't know why there's just something I love about the melody. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I love it. I love it. Love it. And I feel like it's such a a smooth beautiful song mm-hmm. and um I want him to come and dry my tears when I'm lonely so <laughs> so that's why I do love that song and it's funny because I did suggest that he play that song at a solo show once I was like why don't you do something like from your first album like we're all sick of give it to you no offense love you but yeah um why don't you do like when you're lonely and he said it's kind of obscure that's exactly what he said to me not to the fans I said, I said you're in a room full of Jordan girls we all we know your album from co- like cover to cover and mm-hmm. and front to back in every which way it's not obscure but that that would definitely be my favorite song on the album I like close close my eyes mm-hmm. and I love it because I love that he sampled dust in the wind by Kansas you know I didn't even realize that when it came out I realized that like a couple years years ago. later right <laughs> yeah. yeah I well the same and um because I always like heard the beginning and I'm like 
what is this song? I know, mm -hmm. like, I know this song. I know he sampled this from something and I could never quite place it. Even though I do come from an upbringing of like classic rock and all that kind of stuff, I couldn't mm -hmm. place it. And then I was like, oh, because I heard it on like K-Rock or something one day and I was like, mm -hmm. that's it. Spent all the love we shared. I put my heart on the side for a while, knowing you're not there. I tried to carry on to face the fact you're gone, but I need you, so I close. also like different party for that reason they they um he sampled that song by sugar sugar loaf um okay i wasn't sure green -eyed was lady. yes it's a song called green eyed lady by hold on and let me look it up green eyed lady by sugar loaf and um that was like a very kind of 70s funky song too obviously you can tell by the beat um so I like those of course I love Broken by You I I mean I can't I don't know I can't pick my top three I just like them all no, I like I them like all that. Broken I, by You is I beautiful tell you, tell you that a different party is probably my least favorite song on the album yeah well, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't reach to me I don't know why I've tried to get into it I tried well, I was listening to it yesterday and the day before and I'm like I still can't get into this song so let me let me backtrack. I like those songs because of the samples. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I like the creativity of the sampling. Um, but I definitely love the ballads the most. And I always have yeah. and I always will. So yeah. So when you're lonely, close my eyes. I don't know. Finally finding out. That's a great one. Um, yeah. Broken by you. I love when he goes... This melody reminds me of you. I'm like, ugh, I love you too. I reminds me of you. Whenever um, he puts on the deep voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, it's hard to choose because I really, I think that this album is um, a banger, as the kids would say. It's amazing.
I think it's cool that a lot of the songs are very different from each other. Like mm-hmm. there's, it's not, uh, it's not full of filler, you know, um, give it to you. It's still be, I would still put that in my top three because the song, yeah, we've heard it a lot, but mm-hmm. those were some grown up lyrics. I was just going to say naughty, naughty boy in that song. I think that's the only Makes song me- on this album that has that naughtiness to it, but cause later oh. in his solo career, it gets a lot dirtier. Filthy. I mean, filthy. I forgot. Um, I can never take the place of your man. Hello. Yeah. Talk about like a sample. He, I mean, it basically, it's a cover. It's a cover yeah. song of an up-tempo song by Prince. That song was fast and he turned it into a beautiful ballad. So mm-hmm. how, how can I forget? I heard the Prince version after Jordan's version. And I was like, too, what is actually. going on? This is nothing the same. <laughs> Me too. And yeah. usually I'm like a purist with that type of thing. I always I always um, lean towards the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't get me wrong. I like the original Prince is a musical genius. And there's no there's no disputing that anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. But um, but I do love Jordan's version. I love that he slowed it down. I think mm-hmm. it really is uh, makes it a very romantic kind of uh what's the word like um star-crossed lovers kind of song the song feels good when you listen to it i just it puts me in like a a good mood a good place and i wonder what prince thought of it i you know what i wonder i don't i don't know Mm -hmm. like that jordan knight was necessarily on prince's radar um but you know i'm sure he had to obtain the rights to it so he must have known somebody was <laughs> was covering it i think all um, you have to do is give the songwriter credit and you're and you're golden I oh don't okay think, you don't necessarily i think asking for permission is more of that's what you have people to do, uh, yeah. listeners correct me if i'm wrong yeah i don't know but i think that it's more of a what's the word just being polite gotcha yeah favorite song is on this album is don't run oh great song great song and his vocals on that are outstanding mm-hmm. i love don't run baby let me turn you on and on 
I love his vocals on this album on almost uh, on every song, but I especially love it when he sings like in his regular tenor and not his falsetto. Thank you. Right. His his regular chest voice is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And I prefer it over the falsetto. I think it's nice when he puts some flavor with the falsetto, Mm -hmm. but I don't want, I, I, I think this is one of the reasons why I'll be loving you forever is not one of my favorite songs. No, no, it's not really. No, and I know that's not a popular opinion. But yeah, no. It's because I prefer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, no. I prefer his chest voice. Like yeah, I. I do, and I especially like it when he like digs down a little deep and gets like a little low. Like, what is that one song? It's a song from Face the Music, and I can't remember what it is. But not the dirty dog. Growl. No, 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 no. Oh, that's hot. Anyway, no, it's uh, it's a a song when he's going back and forth with Joey on the, on the verse. And he does this one riff that's super low and it gets me every time. And I'm like, Oh yeah, (laughs) but I love, I'll be loving you forever. Let me show you how much I love it. Yes. Can you see that that says I'll be loving you forever. Yes. Sorry. I didn't mean to show you my butt crack. When did you get it? Um, I got that. It's a tattoo folks. There's a tattoo. This is I'll be loving you forever on my back. And um, I got it in 2012, I want to say. A a friend of mine, a blockhead friend of mine and I, we went and and got tattoos and she she actually got like a portrait of Donnie tattooed on her. And I I got this. Wow. I wanted it to be a little less. Have the boys seen yours? Obvious. They haven't seen that one that I know of. Donnie saw a picture of it um, and Jonathan saw a picture of it, mm-hmm. but I never, I never lifted up my shirt for them now. Um, <laughs> I have, <laughs> I actually have one on my shoulder though, that says unfinished and it's actually in Jordan's oh. handwriting, <laughs> which is a whole nother story. Oh my goodness. These stories are so good. <laughs> um, and they, and he has seen that one. Jordan has seen that one. Mm-hmm. It's on my shoulder. It's, it's, it's easily accessible it's not like a secret one (laughs) I don't want to get him in trouble but yes he has seen that one yeah he um and it's so funny oh my god Naomi it's so funny and I I I should have my props with me here but (laughs) I asked him to write the word out I had an envelope or something I forget what they gave us but it was at a, it was at a, um, event and they had handed us, it must've been like our passes or something in like a manila envelope. And I was like, I'm going to ask him to write it on here for my tattoo. Mm-hmm. He spelled it wrong. No, he spelled it wrong. He no. spelled it unfine shed instead of unfinished unfine shed. And then he was like, wait a minute, that's not right. And then he wrote it again. <laughs> And he wrote it correctly. Oh <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever. It was, I was like, you are so pretty. Oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> but you have to remember, like, and I remind myself too, they, it, like, they didn't go to high school. They were too busy touring the world and making us lose our minds. So mm. I can't judge him that he spelled unfinished wrong. But I did get the correctly spelled version tattooed on my shoulder subsequently and uh that's so cool it's weird right though like I feel like I'm like one of those one of those fans who has like but at least he didn't write it on my body like I've seen 
people have them write things on their body, like directly on their skin and then go to the tattoo place and get it tattooed. Yeah. I didn't go that far. Yeah. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but. No, I think I, well, I don't have any tattoos, so I don't really know. I, if I would, if I would be able to ever have a tattoo, cause I'm just too mm-hmm. scared of, <laughs> mm. of having something permanent, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's a very cool idea when people get that done. I love it. Yeah. I was going through a divorce at the time and, and unfinished, like really spoke to me. He had done a few um, interviews where he was talking about like the meaning behind that title and, you mm-hmm. know, basically saying that, you know, you, you know, until the day you die, your life is unfinished. You can always, you know, make a change or do something new or, you know, Mm-hmm. you never know what what the next day is going to bring and and that it it spoke to me at that point in my life so that's why I w- wanted to get it and um and I just figured how cool would it be if it was in Jordan's actual handwriting so I think that's like really inspiring because like honestly like that is the perfect phrase and it would make sense for a lot of a lot of people and especially for you being a huge fan I'm glad you got that yeah he's so cute um there's been four solo albums mm-hmm. a few solo albums that Jordan himself would prefer that we don't buy or listen to that is correct um I think it's maybe important <laughs> to tell people we, that they should stay away from those so tell me the Jordan, story this. Jordan Knight sings NKOTB is one of them and mm-hmm. I was just actually going over this with my DJs last night um because I had a conversation with him directly mm-hmm. um, about it. And <laughs> do I, do I dare quote him? Um, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a spoken conversation. It was in a Twitter DMS mm-hmm. and, you know, he basically said, don't play that shit. <laughs> it's crap. Wait, let me find it. Oh, here don't play that shit i hate it capital hate Mm -hmm. i might make a public twitter statement about it soon that's how bad and then don't listen to it either i hate it i wasn't supposed to release it and this sleazeball talked me into doing those recordings it's garbage would that sleazeball be lou perlman that sleazeball was lou perlman yeah fucking so this is from 2010 this is from a a dm that he sent me in 2010 so Mm -hmm. it's quite quite some time ago but um Mm -hmm. but we never did play it ever again after that and um and even and then I remember afterwards I asked him about um the fix and I asked him about love songs and he was like those are okay but don't don't pay any more than like 10 bucks for them (laughs) wow he doesn't I've always wanted to ask him what he thought of the fix because it seems like I feel like it's like this unspoken thing that we're not supposed to talk about the Almost. fix the fix is awesome i i love the fix can so oh my god i have so many things to tell you so i was Please. i so i asked him if i could bootleg the fix and give it away to my listeners since he didn't want people paying too much money for it and he said yes go ahead and you know he'll meet up with me at a show and he'll even autograph them that was back in when he was autographing and kissing the cds and stuff like that yeah. um so, so there, there was that. And I did, I, I, I probably copied like 20 of those CDs and ended up giving them out to, um, 
to the listeners of the radio station that I was with at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was just so funny because I was like, do you mind? Oh, and then he said to me, um, do you, do you have that, um, like the MP3s for that album? And I said, yeah. And he said, can you send them to me? (laughs) He didn't even have it. He did not. So I, I sent him the files for, um, for the fix and for a couple other songs that were like floating around, um, like try, you know, he did that song. Try. Do you know, try? No. Ooh. Um, there's another one that's like about trucks and fish. Oh yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't mess with that one. Okay. I forget what that was about. I want that. Fish. It's somewhere. I might have it actually. Like in our files. (laughs) Um, There's a song called Try. There's a song. um, He he did a cover of um, Hall and Oates song One on One. Oh, really? Yeah, (gasps) that I had. And um, a couple other like really like rarities. And um, again, it was like one of those weird moments where I was like, I'm sending Jordan Knight, Jordan Knight's songs. Jordan Knight asked me to send (laughs) his own songs it's a bit surreal it was awesome um (laughs) yeah so that was my fixed story he told me I could bootleg it that's amazing (laughs) and I did (laughs) and he never did get a chance to sign them he was supposed to sign them for me in Atlantic City Mm -hmm. oh this is a funny story and by the time like he actually got back to me about where to meet him which I was so upset I had already left and guess where I was I was at the Bon Jovi concert I had two concerts in a row, New Kids one night, Bon Jovi the next. And um, so I was sitting in the parking lot of Giant Stadium here in New Jersey. And um, here comes this message. Are you still here? I'll sign the CDs. You can come backstage. I wanted to die. Okay. Oh, my God. I was this close to getting in the car and driving back to Atlantic City two hours. And actually, my brother looked at me and he was like, you had to choose between Jordan and Bon Jovi. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I chose Bon Jovi. I said, you know what? I already left. Thanks anyway. Maybe next time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and I stayed at the Bon Jovi show and it was awesome. Um, But I, it was one of those things where I was like, son of a bitch. Like, Oh, I don't know. I just, I, I just, yeah, it was, it was, that was fun. That was a very fun time because I had a ton of communication with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And I would always like, I would always do it under like the guise of the radio station. I'd be like, oh, so for the radio station, we want to do this, that, or the other, is that okay? And he'd be like, well, yeah. Oh yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He did a station ID for you and everything. He did. That's cool. He did a couple for me. He said he did one (laughs) where he, I mean, I just wrote the copy and sent it to him. Mm -hmm. And the one said, you're listening to my favorite Jersey girl. And I and then I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't put that, you know, because like, I don't want people to think he's playing favorites. And I don't want anybody to be mad, blah, 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 blah. He didn't even like, I don't even think he knew what he was saying. He just said it, but it's my favorite <laughs> one. And I like listen to it all the time. Oh, that was fun. Precious. This is great. Oh. He is super, pre- he is adorbs. And the funny thing about the fix is mm. obviously the, the naughty, naughty lyrics, the naughtiest lyric I've ever heard mm. him say just want to get in your nasty thong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Thong, 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 thong. Um, <gasps> wow. 
Yeah. And Slick Rick, can we can we just say that Slick Rick makes an appearance on the fix? And yes. that to me is like amazing because mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about like that's like how I felt about DMX being on <laughs> We Were Here mm-hmm. on the Thankful EP. I was like, how how did that quite happen? Um it doesn't, it don't seem like Jordan and, and Slick Rick are like, you know, buddies that hang out. So I just, I always kind of wondered how that came about. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, a, I love that about the fix. And I love, oh my gosh, it, it, it I feel like it sparked like me to want to go and write fanfic or something about him <laughs> with that song your man oh i could be your goodness. handyman i could be your gentleman i could i, I would like i could yeah. write a whole story about that it sounds like a fanfic um come and like fix my leaky pipes jordan <laughs> i can go the distance something about being the plumber being your plumber yeah right well come on, come on over wear your pants very low <laughs> yeah that's one plumber's crack I wouldn't mind saying <laughs> any day of the week and I uh remember listening to your show one time there was a day after Farmhouse Fixer had been on oh um, yes with Jordan made a cameo on it oh boy. Jordan being so helpful to John you know yeah um because he's a real handyman yeah you can tell and the, co- the comment you made you were like not so much. <laughs> yeah. so he, I laughed and I laughed. I don't feel like he's like used to getting dirty. Like John's hands, like when they do a close up, you could see they're all weathered and you know, you could tell he works really hard. And Jordan was just like, not, not that way. He's a oh. little more um, like he didn't want to mess up his hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was so funny, but that was great. It was nice to see a, a a positive um, sign of life <laughs> from him since he's that's departed a, from social media. Um, that's the you way know. it's been lately. We would call it a unicorn sighting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I know. And that's why I've like, I've been so excited and, and appreciative of, of people like Sonny Walters posting stuff from their rehearsals and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. you see him and it's like, oh, okay, he's there. He's happy. He's smiling. Like, I think people jump to all these conclusions. I think we just want to know if he's okay. Is right. he, how is he doing? Like, I mean, we've just been through a pandemic and he hasn't tell, told us how he's doing. Like, did he even get right. COVID? Who knows? Like, we don't know. We just, we just care about him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I totally, I, <laughs> I worry about him. Like, like he's an actual friend. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I think um, it should be it definitely. So it'll be interesting in Fenway to, see him and um and find out you know what he's up to because I mean I have no other way anymore to to talk to him mm-hmm. it was always via social media every yeah. time I say I talk to him it was via social media um it was either Twitter or Instagram or something to that effect so not being able to just reach out and like say hey just checking on you want to make sure you're okay yeah um i'm sure it's hard for a lot of jordan girls because i'm sure he would get i don't know a couple hundred dms a day mm-hmm. um, so i'm looking forward to just kind of seeing him and the only time i've ever interacted with him on social media was because um it was 2000 well it was on the um unfinished tour and mm-hmm. 
He was playing a venue here in my city of Edmonton. Nice. My friend and I, we got uh, Groupon tickets with a meet and greet included. Uh, so it was really exciting. We were going to go. Beautiful. We were going to go down and see the show. We get there and we present our tickets and they told me that these aren't real. Oh, no. And then his tour manager at the time, I'm not sure who it was, even came out to look at the tickets to say, I'm sorry, girls. You guys you can see if you can get, get your scammed. money back. Because he's, yeah, he's like, was it Marcus? I think I'm, it was not, Marcus. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, so we were pretty down about it and we're like, that's okay. We'll, we'll try to still try to make a night of it. Her and I went out for dinner and drinks and we missed the show and all of that. So the next morning I opened up my Twitter and Jordan had tweeted, Hey, you two girls with the Kijiji tickets, come back to the venue. <gasps> we missed it because I, back then I did not have notifications on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I probably would have been following his Twitter and would have gotten right. a notification. But right. it was just, I missed it. That is, yeah, that's crazy. I don't know if it was him who made the tweet himself or if it was somebody on his team. But the fact that they he has cared no enough. Team. He has no team. There's no team. It's him. The fact that they he cared <laughs> enough to like say that it meant yeah. a lot. It did. Yep. Aww. So someone told him that we got scammed. Yeah. He was going to make it happen anyway. And we totally missed it. And we missed the red fuck me pants. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's one they of did not leave pants. anything to the imagination. Those pants. One not thing, a thing. You know how we're talking about the handyman thing? Oh, yeah. There's this one photo and I don't know what year it would have been taken, but it was like Jordan 1.0. It would have been like new kids time where mm-hmm. he looks like he's sweaty Oh yeah, I know the picture. The yep. jeans, shirtless, holding like, like a wrench, leaning back by a yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was this picture about? And there's only the one shot. Right. Where are the outtakes? That's what I want to know. I want to see the other ones. I, I don't know. It uh, must have been for like a, a mag, like a teeny bopper magazine. I would imagine. Possibly. Although a that was pretty. Shoot. Huh? Yeah. Right. Possibly bought, but. There's that was a little bit like that was risque for sexy. for Teen Beat, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I I know more, the picture you speak of. That's more Lynn Goldsmith style. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, like hot mechanic picture. Yeah, I was wondering what they were going for with that. I don't know, but he can come and fix whatever he wants over here. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I don't care that John is the fix it man. He mm-hmm. can. <laughs> Jordan must have learned something by osmosis. <laughs> There's, um, I, I've always like, every time I have a question of things that I would have asked one of the new kids, I write it down in my notes because I'm mm-hmm. hoping that one day I get that you opportunity. Get a chance. Yeah. So I should probably show you some of these questions. Um, one of them would be, there's a rumor that in the I'll be loving you forever video that Jordan's flipping the bird on purpose. <gasps> have you heard really? this? No. Okay, we're gonna have to. Uh, I guess I where should is he flipping? Without, where is he flipping the up. bird when they're walking? I gotta watch the video again. Interesting. That's okay. a good one. Um, we'll, we'll have to recap on that sometime because I don't have it yeah. ready to go. One of the things I thought was really cool is John Mayer had mm-hmm. made you know about the oh, story. Yes. John yep. Mayer was just like up doing his like social media late night thoughts or whatever and mm-hmm. he made a post about how amazing jordan's vocal run on the right stuff is that yep. it's like a true blow blues vocal riff and that yeah. it was very difficult to do and i was just like that was so cool of him to give jordan credit for that 
I think people don't give them enough credit because because of the genre Mm -hmm. that they were popular in because of the time in you know in the world and in the entertainment industry that they were popular in um and I think that people who don't know enough about them just think that they were like these poppy little dudes who got put together and had good luck you know (laughs) I don't think they realize the background I don't think they know about you know them singing in the in the church choirs and them you know having their influences in you know Motown and Philly soul and and groups like the stylistics and and things like that um so yeah so Mm -hmm. definitely like lending a bit of of street cred (laughs) John Mayer did but not not that he needed it but I think you know for people who are true fans like us who know their roots and where they really came from um you know there's never a question of him having you know having a background in in soul and r&b and and stuff like that mm-hmm. um he's not just this little poppy dude nope he is also in addition to <laughs> yep and i feel like it was like a justification for the fandom too where we were like yeah that's right he is that good yeah well take note yeah Yes, absolutely. Not that we should, we shouldn't even need, it should just be a given, but mm-hmm. it's nice when it's recognized. Mm-hmm. To me, it's a given, but, and John Mayer's also a sexy mf'er. just putting that out there. He's pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a type. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> oh man. Um, Love it. So I've had the opportunity to have two members of the Funky Bunch on this show. And I asked them both the same question, Big Ace, as well as Hector, the booty Mm -hmm. inspector. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I asked them on the album Music for the People, is Jordan singing on it? (gasps) Do you remember the songs Make Me Say Ooh? Yeah. And About Time I Funk You? Yeah. About Time I Funk You, You, baby. So I think I hear (laughs) Jordan's voice on both those songs really there's a falsetto in make me say ooh okay and then he's like hey hey, hey." and i'm like that could very easily be jordan so i asked the question is it jordan knight hector says yes Uh uh-huh big ace says you'd have to ask donnie (gasps) so it's a yes i wonder if hector understood what i was asking him if i was clear or not sometimes if you if you watch back to the interview but I think he said, yeah, yeah, huh. it was him. And I was like, I need to know this. It's on my list of questions for Jordan. That's a good one. That, yeah, I mean, maybe it was like, um, you know, how Dennis Cheese did a guest mm. spot on Tiffany's yeah. <laughs> album. Maybe it was kind of like a, you know, unspoken, like he's just going to come in and do these few riffs or whatever and not not get credit for it. Um but I mean, you can do that, I guess, when you're friends with Jordan and your brothers, Donnie, mm-hmm. and your Mark Wahlberg, and your Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Calvin then, Klein model extraordinaire. That was the other thing I was going to mention is um, it's hard to pick a favorite phase of Jordan, mm. but I'm going to go with. Oh, I absolutely love I him one. now, but I'm going with the suits, the oh. late the 1991 to 92, the suits the earrings the yes tall yep. tall hair yes. yep <gasps> me too and the clear braces yeah 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 that's, yes that's my favorite also 
I don't know why. And this is the so hot. It was damn hot. And it was so hot. It was, I love, I love this thirstiness. It's great. But I was like, so thirsty. (laughs) But I was saying this to a couple of people who we've talked about new kids on the show with is that why is it that when we look back at 21 year old Jordan Mm -hmm. and can still say, oh, damn, he's, he looks like a man to me. Mm -hmm. When Jordan walks up to that girl in the games video and takes the cigarette out of her hand, throws it on the floor, takes his jacket off and starts Mm -hmm. dancing. That is the hottest thing on earth to me. Mm -hmm. Why is it that I still think that's super hot, even though now I would never look at a 21 year old because like I look at Justin Bieber and I see a kid. (laughs) I could be your mom. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's because I think it all goes back to, you know, where we stand in each other's lives like Mm -hmm. it's not like he's 21 now and you're looking at him and and super cougaring it you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) you know at the time when that happened it Mm -hmm. was age appropriate you know so it's not like you're being a dirty bird um but yeah I I I hear what you're saying though. I think sometimes uh, I'll, I'll do that too, where I'll, I'll look at a younger artist and be like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. And then I'm like, ew, he can be your child. Get over <laughs> like it. Like a Harry Styles or Stop something. It. Oh, there's, there's a give me trap. some watermelon sugar right there. <laughs> watermelon sugar. He is uh, so adorable. Yeah. So cute. Um, I also like Ed Sheeran. I think he's like adorable and I want to pinch his little cheeks. Like he's mm. just cute cute um Mm. but yeah harry styles is a like gorgeous have you seen the pictures of him recently on the boat i have it okay i'll send them to you after you have so much i need (laughs) you to send me me. (laughs) you'll thank me um oh here's i know and i have like i have a hundred more jordan stories so we might have to do like a can we do a part two part two yeah i I, I wanted to i have to go to work soon but i was just like that's okay we have to do more of this because i'm having so much fun talking to you i really am i i adore you and i'm so grateful i know people say it all the time but it's something that i do a gratitude list every day and Mm. last night i I wrote on my gratitude list that I'm so grateful for the people and the experiences that my love of music have afforded me. Mm-hmm. And you are one of those people. And I'm not kidding. You are so talented. You're so positive. Um, and you're just like a light in, in this community that we're in. And I can't thank you enough for, um, for everything that you do for the block nation. Um, and oh. also for just us little retro maniacs. Hmm. I love you so much. I really <laughs> look up to you. I think you're incredibly talented and you have so many amazing products. I really, that means so much coming from you. And I know we're just like blowing sunshine up each other's butts. That's what it sounds like to the listeners. I don't yes. even care. <laughs> I really do love you. And I adore you. And so I great. think, you know, here's the thing too. And, and the listeners have no idea what goes into something like this they have no idea the hours of time and research and blood sweat and tears that you put into something like this Mm -hmm. and you know and that's that's what makes you so amazing and that's what is it admirable so you know they can think we're just you know kissing each other's behinds which you know I'm not opposed to either but uh, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just saying it takes it it's a lot, a lot, a lot of dedication and work. And, and that's, that's what I appreciate so much about you as well. So there you go. And Bob's your uncle, as you would say in, (laughs) 
in Canada. Am I right? Yeah, hoser. Yeah, hey, hoser. Yeah. <laughs> Hose head. Oh, I can't wait to one day be able to cross the border again and come visit y'all. Oh, I can't wait either. It'll be so much fun. Can you take me to uh, the uh, JBJ Soul Kitchen? I will. Okay. I'll take you there. I've been there. It's lovely. I can't wait Um, to go. Maybe we'll luck out and he'll be washing the dishes that night. Because I hear tell that he, uh, every once in a while, can be found in the kitchen washing the dishes. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, I'd be so down for that. I want to see the Bon Jovi sights and sounds. And yep. that means I have to go to Jersey Shore to the Stone Pony. Yes, uh, I will take you there as well. Is the Stone Pony still existing? Yeah. Oh, is, yeah. It's uh, it's a, not only is it existing, it's it's it, it, thriving. Good. Um, yep. And um, I've been to many shows there because my first husband was a musician and his band played there a lot. So I've been to the Stone Pony a ton. So I'll be glad to give you the old John Bon Jovi, New Jersey world tour or state tour i should say yes um but until then until then we can just keep zooming (laughs) (laughs) such a creep (laughs) oh thank you so much thank you so much amanda for being my special guest on this episode i asked on my social media about the song truck and fish apparently from what i understand It was an outtake from the original sessions for this album. Um, Robin Thicke, the producer and co-songwriter on many of the tracks, likely heavily involved in this song as well. Now, I think this was just a fun song that they decided to do that just didn't make the album. If anyone knows a story about Truck and Fish, please give us a email, a message on our social media and let us know. This is the most wacky Jordan Knight tune that he ever did. I believe it's a demo, but it is called Truck and Fish. And if you haven't heard it, this is a must here for all Jordan Knight fans. I'm going to get Truck and Fish to take you guys out today. And we'll see you next episode. Take care. Huge, huge thank you to Michelle McCumber for getting me this track. So I can share it with you now. This song is really stupid. If you like to truck and fish, if you need your rims 20 inch, if you're milking cows all day, if your pimp out hoes can't pay, if your hair can grow for if you need an afro pick, if you're posing b-boy stance, if you move like Lord of the Dance, if you're married way too young, if you still ain't found no one, if you share this point of view, then the song is
This is for you polka fans. Website at www.dopenostalgia.com or pick up the phone and call us at 780-851-8785. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.